Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, October the 27th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with my PGA playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you today, Andrew? I'm doing well. I kind of wish I was down in Bermuda to play on this beautiful course with some warmth. It's a little cold and rainy up here in the Northeast. So let's let's talk about some golf down in some warmth. Yes, definitely. We are talking this week about, the, the name's sort of cool, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. You got to love that. That rolls really well. And it's at the Port Royal Golf Course in Southampton, Bermuda. And I was as I was doing my research, Andrew, I was digging in, and they have open memberships for this course. So I was wondering if, if uh, you wouldn't mind if I just took off for Bermuda joined this course, and just called it a day. Is that cool? <laughs> that would be cool. I, I wouldn't blame you. I'll tell you what, looking at the holes in this course, I it's, it's just mind-boggling how beautiful it is. Almost every hole has ocean view. I think it does. And it's just uh, pristine for a course that you can join and is public. It, it just, I can't believe the shape that it's in. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and sitting by the water there, there may be some wind this weekend. Yeah, the weather's going to be really tough. The, the good thing about it for these guys, it's only 68, 28 in yards, which, you know, that's a putt-putt course for some of these dudes. You know, it's a lot. Some of these courses we've seen at 7,600, et cetera. So 68, 28 is shorter. It is a par 71. But as you alluded to, as normal on, on uh, ocean courses, but specifically this week for this tournament, the weather's going to have everything to do with it. And you're talking on Thursday, which is the opening of the tournament tomorrow, uh, sustained winds of 25 miles an hour. So that means gusts probably 30, 35. That's tough when you're trying to club selection, regardless of the distance of the holes. And even it's shorter, some you're going to have to club way up, club way down, sort of like a pebble beach in that sense. So it makes it much more difficult and then on top of that if you do get there to saturday and sunday uh 90 chance of rain both days so it's going to be spicy uh, little tournament here to figure out and tea times may be a big difference so stick with us in discord if you want to join us at dfs coach talk just go to dfscoachtalk.com this way if you're in our discord can join for as little as three days for uh, $10 or five days for 19, then you'll get to follow us with the weather. Because as we know in golf, you know, if you have a morning tea time and the winds are 15 miles an hour and you have an afternoon tea time and the winds are 35 miles an hour, it's a plays a totally different course. So we'll follow that weather very closely. Yeah. And because of the weather and the wind, um, the, the thing about this tournament is that it's the third time they've done it and the previous two years there's been uh, wind as well looking back at the reports there was at least one day where the winds were over 20 and you know even when they weren't they were usually 15 to 20 so the guys who have done well here the first two years were high on my board this week coach uh, because they they know the course you know and they have the experience in the wind and so they'll be ready to go so we, we took a nice deep dive on the uh, performances in the last two years to get, get us ready to uh, build some winners this week. 
Yeah. And, you know, the thing that makes it a little more difficult, too, is this is only the third year. So you don't have a ton of history. And then, you know, as we were talking before the pod, there's just a lot of guys that didn't make the trip to Bermuda. I don't know if the purse money is down or the weather conditions. They saw him in advance and thought, heck no, I don't want to, you know, fight with that. But uh, yeah, I was surprised because, you know, in, in digging down these two years, you have so many guys that just did really well here, like Higgs and Clark and Sink and Todd. None of those guys made the trip. So it does open it up for some of the guys that we'll, we've indicated that have done well here for the last two years and will certainly favor those guys. And then I know you pulled some great stats um, on the par threes and different things that are going to make a big difference, especially with guys uh, that are not afraid to play in the wind. So we will definitely see how that goes. And then we'll look at the odds. I mean, Vegas generally knows their stuff as well, and it is a mixed bag. So this, you know, going in, I'll say, you know, this, this is not one of the best tournaments. So that doesn't mean that it's not a great DFS tournament, because sometimes when we get all those loaded tournaments that we're all excited about, it's like so difficult to pick from the top 20 because they're all phenomenal. But here you can pick and choose value, certainly not going to be an issue and pretty much make whatever contrarian lineup that you like. So that's an advantage. Yeah. So lots to get to. Let's start with the performance here in the last two years. The, the good news is we have seven guys uh, who have been in the top 20 both years who are playing this week. Yeah. Even though if you just look at the top 20 from last year, only nine of the 20 are playing. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that the guys who keep doing well keep going back. Um, So let's let's look at those guys. I mean, Brian Gay, he won it first win in a long time. Yeah, but he had finished tied for third the year before. So he he just absolutely loves this course. Uh, Your man, Denny McCarthy, who you've played a lot over the years, was top five last year. Uh, He was tied for 15th the year before. Yeah, uh, he's popping in some of the stats here. We'll get to him again. Ryan Armour and David Hearn. Okay, this is a a pair I'm really excited about, Coach, because they both were tied for eighth in wow. 2020, and they were both tied for eighth in 2019. Oh, get out on this course. And if you look at driving accuracy, um, which is another stat we'll we'll get to here, driving accuracy last year. On the PGA Tour, Ryan Armour was fourth. David Hearn was eighth. So they're basically back-to-back in that. So those guys just stick together in this tournament for some reason. That's unusual, but certainly something to be aware of. But it goes to show you how the depth in this tournament isn't exactly uh, big time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these are definitely, um, you know, guys who are ranked lower in the world rankings, the FedEx Cup points, but again, back to the original point of sixty-eight hundred yards. It's a short hitters course, right? So these guys, they're not the big names, big bombers, but they have found a course here that they like, so they keep coming back. The other guys finishing the top twenty, Kramer Hickok has done it both years. Yeah, uh, Affy Bonrot did it last year, and he's the only guy in the top twenty from last year who has done anything of note recently he he finished tied for second in a european tour event last month um so a lot of these guys they're that's the the one drawback is they consistently have done well on this course but they're not doing anything else on the other courses so 
you don't we we don't get everything we want in terms of great recent form. But uh, to finish out the list, we've got uh, Enerban Lahiri was top twenty last year. Russell Knox, okay, he's the one guy probably who's um, you know in decent recent form. He's made two of his last three cuts and finished right. top 20 both years. And then our man, Hank Lebiota, uh, top 20 both both years, but 0 for 2 on his last two events making the cut. He's just hit a bit of a slump, it seems like, uh, dealing with some off-the-course stuff. So, I mean, you, you know, that's the list, Coach. Again, you know, not uh, highly ranked players, but some guys who like this course. It's definitely a thin list. Uh, there are some players playing it for the first time, though, that we'll talk about a little bit, too, in the odds and such. But you know what I found the most amazing in prepping for this this podcast? And I just can't figure it out for the life of me. I know he's way past his prime. He's not that good. He only won once. But let's talk about Brian Gay, okay? this The bottom line is he's the defending champ, and he finished tied for third the year before. Do you know that Vegas has him way down the chart at 100-1? to 1? And it just, it's amazing to me because it's not a good field. It just goes to show, you know, what little face. So, boy, this might be, you know, we'll take a look at the odds here toward the end because this may be one of those fluky tournaments where you can really hit an 80 or 100 to one shot. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the right number to me because there's barely over 100 golfers and you got to figure he has a better than one in 100 shot here. Beats I me. Mean, that's ve- and that's from our partners at betus.com.pa. Fresh odds right now. So maybe jump on that. And you know his performance here has been spectacular. Maybe this he's got some kind of Bermuda Triangle thing, uh, voodoo thing going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for this event. Yeah. But uh, why don't you give us uh, the the first statistical analysis? Analysis. Let's, let's talk through that. Yeah. Let's look at the driving accuracy here. Um, because with it being a short course, the rough isn't too penal, but you do have the water and you've got the wind. So, you know, keeping it in the short grass has proven to be very important here. Brian Stewart, so I looked at the uh, driving accuracy rankings from the last season, the full year, and just in the top 20, who's playing this week? We've got Brian Stewart, who was third in that stat. By the way, 73% of the fairways, which is kind of a reminder that we out, you know, we're out here as amateurs and we hit 50% of the fairways, and it feels like, oh, it's so impossible to hit the fairway. I mean, these guys, the best in the world, are not hitting it more than three out of four. No. So, Although the setup might be a little bit tougher than the courses we play. <laughs> that's true. Very, very good point. But you're right. You're right. So Stewart, uh, 0 for 3 in his last three cuts. Uh, so not good. Then you've got Armour and Hearn, who we've talked about. Then J.J. Spawn, you know, another short hitter. <clears throat> but he is cheap, 6,600 on DraftKings. He's made his last two cuts, so maybe something to consider there if you want a cheap player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kramer Hickok, uh, who we've talked about because he's been top 20 the last two years. He's 14th in driving last year. And then here's the first big-name coach, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, 17th in driving accuracy last year. We'll talk yeah. about him some more. And then the last two, Mark Hubbard and Vaughn Taylor. So. Yeah, not, You're looking not for, some uh, stunning names, that's no. for sure. I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick, really the uh, the key guy there in terms of yeah. you know high in the world rankings, coming off the win last time out, uh, very expensive. He's the 11,000. Yep. Yeah, right. 
But it's hard to get away from him just because he's just another level than most of these guys, you know? He is. Plus, you know, all these guys we've been talking about are in the seven to $8,000 range, yeah. you know, on DraftKings. So you can fill it out with Fitzpatrick and, and several of those guys if you want. Um, the other stat here we'll hit is the par threes between right. 225 and 250 yards because it is a short course, but two of these par threes are long. Yes. At 235 yards. And try and, to hit up a, a green at 235 yards in 35 mile an hour winds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, coach, here's a trivia question for you. Uh oh. What do you think the PGA Tour scoring average is on these par threes from 225 to 250? 3.67. Okay. 3.22. Well, so okay. it, better it than is, I thought. It is over par. I mean, our average would probably be three point six seven or higher. Well, mine would be four point seven seven. So there's only five guys on tour who averaged under par on those uh, holes last year, and none of them are playing here. The best on those holes is Ben Martin. He tied for six last year, right at an average of even par. There's uh, okay. three guys who averaged even par on those holes last year who are playing this week. Ben Martin, who's only made one of four cuts lately. Uh, and then two names most people will know, Danny Willett and Nick Watney. Yep. Uh, Willett is coming off a win in Europe and T21 at the Shriners. He's 9,300. He's in the mix for me this week. And then Nick Watney, uh, a nice high finish here at Sanderson Farms. He's 7,800. So there's a couple guys who I think will get a bit of an edge. I mean, you know, may may only be worth a stroke or two this week, but yeah, um, doesn't hurt. And then the rest of the guys in the top thirty in that category last year who are playing this week are more of the lesser known names: Cameron Percy, Denny McCarthy again, Michael Kim, Mark Hubbard again, uh, Kramer Hickok again, and then Bo Hostler. So you know, I'm just gonna zero in mostly on the names who keep you know appearing on these lists right i mean that's the best way to look at it i mean that and and we can go over some odds here just to see what vegas thinks but you know it's it is it's tough sledding there's there's some good money to be made but you know there's not a ton of slam dunks um you know i'm with you though as far as what you mentioned with two guys in particular well fitzy who we know is going to be chalk and then will it i i like the guys from Europe yep. when it's going to be really windy and they're so used to playing in rain pellets and 30 mile an hour winds. That's just their thing. Whereas our guys are a little bit more pampered on our side as far as the weather and the courses. So, you know, I like those two guys as well, but let me give you uh, a couple of odds here, Andrew, I'll give you the top 10. So, uh, cause there's going to be a few surprises in there, I think. And, this it reads like a tournament that's being played in Europe. That's what's hilarious here. So you've got Fitzpatrick at 12 to 1 as the chalk. Biesenhout, the man that you mentioned, 16 to 1, second choice. How about that? Patrick Reed is 20. Uh Nito per Pereira is 22. How about this guy though? Hayden Buckley. Do you know much about Hayden Buckley? I know that he's finished fourth and eighth in his last two events. That's enough for him to be the fifth choice and get my attention. 
Then your famous buddy, your lefty pal, Seamus Power, Danny Willett, who we both like, Adam Hadwin, the Canadian. And then uh, after that, it just it gets a little wild with some guys. But, you know, again, like I say, you've got and that's what doesn't make sense to me is you've got guys like Schaub at 35 to one, Patrick Rogers, 50 to one, Migliozzi, 50 to one. You have to go all the way down. To some of the people we just mentioned, uh, Watney, 60, uh, Armour, 60. You know, we've mentioned him a few times. The defending champion, Gay, at 100. You know, so there's there's all kinds of all over the board guys. Hickok, 100 to 1. He came up in some of those. So I guess rather than just continue to dig in on the odds, the bottom line is this. The Europeans have an edge. Those guys that have been playing well overseas, they're coming in against some of the guys on the PGA Tour that haven't been making cuts. And so you got to consider them. The other key point I want to make, and again, we provide lineups for fan, full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo, and we provide a clipboard with a highlighted core for DraftKings. I don't think price is going to matter much this week on any of them. So number one, don't let that affect you. And number two, don't be afraid to leave whatever on the board, 800, 1,000. Who cares? Because it, it really doesn't come into play. If you're just trying to jam it with using all your salary and getting some of those guys, I just don't think it's the smartest move. So, yes, in golf, a lot of times with all the big names, you got to squeeze in and barely make the salary. But this week, I think we're going to have a totally different, uh, you know, concentration. And I'm sure – you'll see that in our lineups. Now, tonight, we'll provide those lineups like we just talked to our members, so we'd love to have you in Discord. If you want to join us, it's dfscoachtalk.com. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're all at dfscoachtalk. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And if you're watching this YouTube, uh, you know, PGA a podcast right now hit the thumbs up a little subscribe give us a question a comment whatever we really appreciate that also hit the alert button up in the corner because we are providing uh all kinds of podcasts basketball football baseball golf with everything going on with you know obviously in the heart of the football season basketball's just now in its second week very exciting and then golf you know tournaments are going to get better than this one not that there's not money to be uh, made here and then uh, the world series is going so you, you know we got everything happening great time to check us out and uh, again just you know shoot us a, a note you can uh, even uh, sign up through twitter if you give us uh, the information we'll put you through to our uh, website and we'll go from there so we'd love to have you for sure and then with this with this pga event you know andrew what Let's talk about, you know, what I know most of our listeners always join in for is Andrew's value plays, which have made us a ton of money through the years. And again, maybe value plays are a little not as important this week because we're not going to have to squeeze salary. But tell some of the guys that you like now that you've heard some of those odds. Does that affect you or are you still sticking with your guys? Well, yeah. I mean, to follow up with your point earlier, I completely agree that price is less of a factor this week than normal, especially on DraftKings where, you know, I mean, let, let me back up a step. The pricing on FanDuel is always softer than DraftKings yes. in golf. You can get an extra stud in there. 
Um, and so on DraftKings, it's usually Same more of a, Yahoo, by the way. Yeah. So on DraftKings, it's usually more of a battle. Like you got to consider, you know, more of the cheap guys. Um, but this week, not as much. And the most expensive guys aren't necessarily as attractive to me. So I agree, you know, definitely leave some money on the table. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't just go for the big names. In fact, uh, you know, Patrick Reed, uh, here's a guy who I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards fading coach, which yeah. is scary because he's, you know, pr- maybe the biggest name in the field. Yeah. Um, but he just hasn't been in recent form, hasn't played this event. Uh, so why not go with some of the other guys around him? You, you know, you, you mentioned that kind of top 10 in the odds along yeah. with Fitzpatrick. You've got these other guys, Buckley, two top tens, but Zayden who, uh, he also has two top fives in his last two events. Why not play him over Reed I agree. and potentially get lower ownership? Yep. Um, yeah. By the way, Reed's 20 to one. He is the third choice. So on name only, cause he's not sharp right now, but does Patrick Reed have to be a hundred percent to win this? Probably not. Right. He doesn't. That's why it's scary to fade him, yeah. but uh, I think it's worth considering. And then, you know, just to circle back on pricing, you know, yep. we didn't we didn't actually hit all of their prices, but you know, a couple examples on DraftKings. I mean, Russell Knox is seventy seven hundred. David Hearn is seventy one. Yep. So, how about you know you lock those guys in? You can go with Fitzpatrick, and then you know not feel very pressed to fill it out from there. I agree, and I'll tell you, I guarantee you, next week when we do the pod. If we'll chat quickly about this one, I bet you the winning lineup leaves like a thousand, fifteen hundred on the board. I really do. I just, it's that kind of tournament because if you get sucked into, oh man, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and take Reed and take this guy because the money's there. I don't know if it's always going to pay off, but you know, again, you know, Reed's one of those guys that doesn't have to be at full capacity in this type of field, at least to get a top 10. But I st- I prefer the Europeans. I'll, you'll have probably two thirds of my lineup. You know, Fitzy and all and Willett and all these guys. I just think it, the course sits better for them. They're in much better form. It's just that it's not on the PGA tour. It's over in Europe. So, you know, don't be afraid of any of those guys. And the statistical guys that you mentioned that they kept coming up. You know, they play shorter courses better. They you know they can play and win. So, I think uh, like I say, it's. It's not the most sexy golf event of the year, that's for sure. But just because that's the case, I mean, there's a lot of bad slates in other sports at times, and you can just crush them because people are like, either they're not going to play it because it's not good enough, or they're just going to try to jam in those more expensive guys when they really don't fit. And, uh, you know, I, you know, let's go after it. I'm, in, I'm hoping to put a four-crown four lineup together. That's all I'm saying because – you know, people will look at this, oh, this can be, you know, and we do a, do a one through five crown rating on at Coach Talk, and they're going to see this field in this tournament and say, oh, this can be three or whatever, and there's two and a half, three, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, if you get the right guys in and you're contrarian enough, even in cash and in this kind of tournament, leave some money on the board, get the right guys in, this can be a good four, four crown plate, don't you think? I do. I'm excited. Let's go build these lineups. I'm I'm with you, man. All right. Any final words on, on the PGA stuff for this week? That's it. Thanks for joining us. Definitely. And follow us. You know, I'm telling you right now, the key factor here is going to be the weather. I really believe that with the winds and then the rain. And we're going to follow that, you know, hour by hour. You know, we've got the Weather Channel stuff up there. 
I'm always into that stuff because I like that advantage. And, you know, two, three strokes in a PGA tournament based because you're playing in the morning or afternoon makes all the difference in the world. You know, you, you happen to hit the good side of it on both days and you're talking six strokes difference. You know, that's, that's everything. So we'll follow that closely and we'll definitely pass that on to you. Uh, we certainly enjoy uh, spending this time with you and appreciate our, our members that, that check this out and are also our listeners that hopefully will become members each week. So enjoy the golf. It's beautiful scenic view, fun to watch. Even though the players aren't the big names, it's still phenomenal. And I still want to go down there and join at some point. That is my bucket list, Andrew. Go down there to Bermuda, get a place and just join and play every day. That's what I want to do. Amen. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening to us. And uh, we'll definitely be back again next week for our weekly PGA show. And remember, too, if you join us, we also put up lineups on Friday nights for the weekend only. And, you know, we'll know the cuts and all that win results at that point and then prep for the rainy weekend. So definitely join us. We'll catch you again next week for PGA Weekly when we look to crush it in DFS.